Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Press Next Podcast. Yee yee. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here with us this week. Indeed, indeed. It has been um it's been good times. We got to see good movies. Um and we back, you know what I'm saying? Back with another one. Let me just ask you real quick before we get started. How you feel about Space Jam? I enjoyed it. I did. I thought there were a lot of funny references. Um course there were some parts that were corny and lebron's not a good actor that is mm. not his strong suit but um i enjoyed it and i think that younger people are going to enjoy it too definitely i feel the same i feel like when lebron was acting um like kind of just like himself mm-hmm. he was good like when he was being goofy and just like being himself He's good. I can take that LeBron all day. Right. Um, I think you can really tell that acting alongside people who aren't actually there is not his strong suit. So, uh, LeBron, if you want to continue to act, if you're listening to this podcast, please continue <laughs> to do so. Uh, I would suggest some acting classes. But also, who am I to tell you what to do? Because, you know, you're about to be a, a billionaire and I just make... Less than a hundred thousand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, Listen. um, yeah, I know. I'm like, man, I'm trying. We need to get that money up, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get on bronze status. Uh, that would be crazy if you had that much money. You that know what would mean? be crazy. That would be so wild. Uh, as we always do, if you are new to the show, we want to welcome you in. If you have been here, uh, we want to welcome you back. So if you don't know what our platform is, we are a show that talks about, our podcast talks about TV shows, documentaries, and movies. Uh, we will rank them, talk about our favorite stuff, but also we really bring in the conversation of what the themes of these things actually are. Uh, so if you're new, welcome in. Uh, please like and subscribe and uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts share it with a friend do all of that help us grow that is our aim is to grow to reach more people and to bring people on and if you want to be those people you can come on with us can't you katie sure can you can like listen anybody you can be a fan you can be you think that you have no opinion you have an opinion we want to hear that opinion from you so um if you want to do that you can go on our instagram page press next podcast we have a link click on that link there's a form you can fill out says guest request form. Fill that form out. We'll get in touch with you. And uh, we're scheduling right now for the rest of the year. Uh, so we'll probably get in touch with you about what episode we would like you on and what subject matter we are talking about. Today's for subject sure, matter sure. is um, it's pretty neato, I guess you can say. I think it's somewhat nostalgic. Yeah. And <laughs> go ahead. So the reason I suggested this documentary that we're going to cover, which is called Kid 90, um, I was watching a YouTube video, I think, and it was an ad. And just the way the commercial was for it, I thought it was going to be more about um, child fame and growing up um, as a child star in TV shows and movies. 
Um, but it was really about this one person and her experience. And unfortunately, I was too young at the time, mm. so I didn't really know who she was or the show that she was from. Um, do you remember, Corey? I remember her in later projects uh, when she was kind of older. And there's, there's a part of the documentary where she talks about how she just became like essentially a set of tits and that like well, she hated it. And that's what I like remember her for. Is it, does that make sense? And that sounds right. terrible, but like I was that age, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, do you remember what the show was that she was? No, I wasn't on. like, um, cause she, she was on a couple of different shows. No, do you shows, remember like, the um, name of it? Is what no, I'm asking. On, yeah, no, I have no oh. idea. <laughs> Zero idea. Let me look it up real quick. We have the yeah, Googles. I should have done this i don't know why i didn't think of it <laughs> we have the google soleil is that her name soleil uh moon yes yeah and she played uh punky, punky brewster. brewster yeah yes um, yeah so i was too young yeah, um, i ain't pay attention to no damn punky brewster <laughs> no no not at all so but i thought that that would lead us into good, some good conversation and we did watch the documentary even though we didn't really know who she was or anything and it was kind of cool to see how um she grew up and how her experience might be different from other people's experience right. and then um just i know a lot of the people who were stars when i was growing up are now my age and entering into their 30s. So they're really figuring out who they are and coming out to talk about it, like Demi Lovato, um, Miley Cyrus. I've seen both of them do... Um, well, I've listened to both of them sit down with Joe Rogan, and he really talked about you know, child fame and what are the implications of that growing up. And so that just led me into how it would be cool to talk about child fame and just stardom in general and growing up like that. And then what kind of effects does it have on you as an adult? And are those people so different from us? Right. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Um, Corey, do you have anything else that you would like to say before we get started on just diving in? Yeah. So for, for those who are listening, typically when we talk about documentaries, we're pretty we're pretty gung ho about like you need to watch this. It's very informative. It's great. Yeah, true. This one you can probably skip. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think right. it's that. Um, it wasn't that riveting, and um, I don't even think. Unless I think you're still, of that like, time. <laughs> yeah, but even then, I still feel like because I grew up like with her on Saved by the Bell. Just, that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, yeah. I remember her, but not like Punky Brewster, you know. And mm -hmm. I think that really, I don't know. Maybe there was a large crowd of people out there who really. Um, adhere to her character but mm -hmm. I, when i think about child stars i don't think about her yeah if that makes okay. sense so i don't i, I kind of feel like she's in a different echelon than other people mm -hmm. um maybe not the top is up, like the top of tears but if you want to watch it's called kid 90 it is on hulu so if you have hulu you can watch that mm -hmm. uh, i'm not saying that it's just like terrible but it's also just like eh, it's, it's you can go without watching it but it's essentially yeah yeah, it's very interesting though. Like as far as the timeline of, if you have no idea how it is to grow up in the limelight, it's got to be rough. For instance, let me just break down this one part. I, you remember when he was talking about how like how hard it was to be on set, and the the producers and directors like didn't treat you like a kid. They just treated you like 
the next person. Right. So they're like, oh, how come I didn't get, if you're a kid and you're like, or a teenager even, and you're like, how do how come I didn't get the role? And they're like, oh, we didn't like your look. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's why. That could crush that you, aspect, yeah. Exactly. Like, that is different. When we were a teenager, rejection is hard in, in any sense, even as mm-hmm. an adult, but especially at, like, your formative years. Right. Uh, when you're, this is something that you, either you love wholeheartedly, you think you love because your parents think that, you know, you love it or whatever, mm-hmm. or it's familiar to you, so you continue to do it. So when you start getting out of the realm of uh, becoming, you kind of grow up really fast is what I'm really trying to say. Um, and that's wild to think about. So if you want to watch this documentary, please, please, please watch it. If not, what we are going to talk about today is being a childhood star and in fame in general. And what does it mean mm-hmm. to be like famous? Uh, and what does that do for you? So mm-hmm. for me, my first question is, when it comes to kid celebrities, who is your favorite kid celebrity of all time? He <laughs> of all time. Ooh, this is a good one. So my favorite show growing up was That's So Raven. <laughs> and then after That's So Raven was Hannah Montana. So I would probably say, I mean, both of those were child stars, Raven Simone and um, Miley Cyrus. So... And Hillary Duff. Oh, it's so yeah, hard. Man. It's so hard because Disney we had, was tough back then. Yes, because we had tough. such a great group of yeah. child stars, you know? And <sighs> even going back to Britney Spears, you know, I was obsessed with Britney Spears and in sync. So Justin Timberlake was obsessed. So mm. I don't know. I just uh I would probably say my three Disney. My three Disney okay. girls. Okay, okay, okay. I can, I, I feel that. I feel like with me, are those, I guess they're still children if you're under 18. <laughs> but but yeah. if you grew up in the limelight, I would say, um, shout out to my boy Orlando Brown. Um, I know he be going through a lot, <laughs> but last I've heard, he's actually uh, been doing very well. Uh, and so I hope that he's continuing to do that because I've always, now, I, when I was introduced to Orlando Brown, it was like even before, um, like that's a Raven. I'm talking about when he was on like the Jamie Foxx show, or he yeah. was in um, he was in Major Pain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> doing his little Michael Jackson routine at the end. Like that's that's what I mean by like kid star. And then to see him maturate throughout the years and, and be a guest star on different shows, and then be like a smash hit on that's a Raven. Like Orlando Brown was like my dude. Like I wanted, I thought he was right. so cool. He was singing too. He would do music. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, if there was a person on Disney or who I wanted to grow up with and mimic my acting, you know, or Hollywood trajectory, it would be off of Orlando Brown, which sounds so weird now, right? Because I feel yeah. like now that we know what happened with him growing up, <laughs> right? right? It's like he went a I, little, right? He went a little left, but that's like. That's human nature. Right. But as a kid, he's my favorite kid celebrity. He was always funny in everything that he did. It almost seemed like he was never really acting. It was just him mm-hmm. being him. Um, And I liked that. I felt like he was just on screen being himself. And that's what I liked, like like a pure entertainer. So shout out okay. to uh, my boy Orlando. If y'all haven't seen Major Pain, please go watch Major Pain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which kind of makes me, all right. 
let me let me do this instead of I was gonna ask you a question like, uh, did you want to be a Disney and Nickelodeon kid growing up? But I'll, I'll phrase this question like this: If you were given the opportunity to work with Disney or Nickelodeon, which one are you choosing, and why? That's a good like right now, or growing up. Growing up, growing up. So with no knowledge oh. that you have right now, when you was in it and you was watching Nickelodeon and Disney, which one were you like? If I'm gonna be a child star, I'm working with this company. Disney, hundred percent. Ooh, okay. Why? Because majority of the shows that I watched were on Disney. The only thing that I watched on Nickelodeon was like iCarly and Victorious. Dang, that's it. And SpongeBob, but I'm not on SpongeBob, you know? Like, <laughs> okay, I feel you. And George Voice Lopez. <laughs> George Lopez came on every night. You remember that? Bro, Nickelodeon, George Lopez, I put it like this George Lopez had his throat on Nickelodeon, like Rob Deerdeck has his throat on MTV. I mean, mm-hmm. has his foot on uh, MTV throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, George Lopez mm-hmm. was on 20. For anytime you change the Nickelodeon, you heard doom, 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 exactly. Doom, 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 doom. I'm like, bro, why is this on all the time? That's the only reason I'm familiar with Team Umizumi because <laughs> I would oh watch that gosh. show. I would watch, and I love the Disney original movies. I love oh, the movies. that's true. Disney. So let me let me answer this question and I'll, I'll roll back. So this is how I feel with this question. I feel like I would have worked with Disney because they have more clout. As far as yeah. like my name would have went further, but I 100% think that the Nickelodeon stars had more fun. I like everything the that. Nickelodeon people did was fun. Green Slime, Kids Choice Awards, um, everything they did was straight fun. I could agree with that, but then you have to think back to Disney and how they had like the Disney Olympics, remember the little game, summer games but they or bit whatever. That off of, they bit that off Nickelodeon. That's what I'm saying. Like Nickelodeon okay, was like the, we going to do, we going to do fun first and let them be kids. And to this yeah. day, they're still about the kids versus I feel like Disney kind of marketed to everybody. Um, but I, but di- like Disney, you're going to have a bigger name essentially. Yeah. If I that agree makes with that. sense. Mm-hmm. Disney is Target and Nickelodeon and Walmart. <laughs> this, I could agree with that. <laughs> uh, you might not you know, get everything you need or not be nice in Nickelodeon, but you're gonna have fun. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, get what you mm-hmm. get what you need. And Disney gonna clean it all up and it's a nice experience and you go far with Disney. So our question is Disney or Nickelodeon overall? Which one you're choosing and why? Disney. Man, is there any listen, y'all, please let us know. <laughs> Is there, is there anybody out there who likes Nickelodeon more than Disney? I need to know this because I don't know anybody who likes Nickelodeon more. Well, let me tell you, growing up, my cousin, so I was always obsessed with the Disney shows and my cousin was obsessed with like uh, Teen Titans, Ben, ben, 10, ben 10, like all of that. I guess that was Cartoon Network though, right? Right, I about to say you trip. Well, hold on, let me see, because I don't think no, I don't know. But she was into those kind of shows, and I was into Disney kind of shows. So we would always fight over the remote, and we would hide it from each other. That's like classic. Yeah, Benton was definitely Cartoon Network. You trip. All right, I feel like we gotta throw Cartoon Network in here, but Cartoon Network. You really you didn't get to see who the the stars were behind it because you know it was all animated. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I guess if we go on networks, we can throw that in there. But I got to know, because my answer is Disney too. And here's why I say Disney. 
to your point, Disney had the Disney Channel movies. Like, that was hard. They mm-hmm. would make whole movies. They was like Netflix originals before Netflix had a Netflix originals. Right. right? And there was right. nothing better than coming home on a Friday night. And you know that, mm-hmm. let's watch a Disney Channel movie. Like, you knew that butt was going to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. You got your popcorn, your food, your yes. pizza, everything ready. You and your homeboys, homegirls, brothers, sisters, whatever. And y'all was going to watch a Disney Channel movie. And it was yep. lit. Like, come and on, you're, bro. Hi, I'm Caitlin Middleton. And you're watching Disney Channel. With the little wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we used to do that. And then, come on now. You could, you, if you had a trampoline, you was trying to do all the flips they was doing on the Disney Channel. For right. the Disney Channel movie. Come on. Right. So, I never had that connection with Nickelodeon. Even though I like Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. I never had that connection with Nickelodeon. I agree. Uh, Disney was hard, bro. And, like... They would put their TV show actors into movies and they would put them into like Disney Channel movies, but then they would also put them into actual like Hollywood feature films. And I don't know. I was like, bro, Disney's hard. Disney's hard. Yeah. I'm right there with you. You can go to Blockbuster and go rent a a Disney Channel movie. When can Mm -hmm. you do that now? Nickelodeon started to do that and they would do it with stuff like um, Good Burger, Hard, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, and a couple of other movies. And all they movies would come on an orange VHS tape. Right. I remember right. Rugrats coming on orange. Yes. Oh, my God. Rugrats. Rugrats at a time somewhat. Not necessarily. They carried Nickelodeon for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Rugrats was hard. Why was Rugrats so good? I loved it. Why? Why was it so good? It's a show about some badass little kids. I know. <laughs> right. I have so, no clue. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of these sponsibilities. Uh, I don't know why Rugrats was so hard, but Rugrats was hard. So speaking of hard, I I feel like the stigma out there is that people who grow up in the limelight have like a rougher life than most people. That's like what the stigma is. My question is, do you agree with that? Um, I think there's different kinds of hard so I think that yes everything that they do gets scrutinized more than the average person but they also don't deal with some of the same issues that the average person deals with like Mm. uh not having resources you know when you good point have money you have all of the resources you need now money is going to buy you temporary happiness so you you're still going to go through the same woes of life that every <laughs> that every person goes through with like heartbreak and um feeling like you don't know who you are or you're not doing enough or whatever mm. you know i feel like everybody goes through feeling that way but i also don't think that those people are ever going to bed at night wondering where their next meal is going to come from. Mm. You know, so if we're talking about the hierarchy of needs, I don't think they're ever on the first level. Dang. I would like to get a child star on here to answer that question. Um, Cause I don't think that you're wrong at all. But I'm sure that there's probably somebody who's an outlier who's like, no, we're not all like that, right? Like, I did right. have to struggle for mines. I didn't have right. no food. Uh, I mean, you, you look know. at those that didn't go as big. Like, I think 
one that comes to mind just because everybody shared his photo when he was going through it was Coley McCulkin. Um, and how he was, I don't, is that how you say his name? I think yeah. I say it differently every time I say his no, name. No, I'm just trying to figure out like, cause that was when he got older though, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like not every child star goes on to be a star and stays in showbiz, you know? Mm. I feel you. I feel you. But what about like during that, like, so you, you think it's just like a different level of heart or a different type of heart? A different type of heart. Yeah. I don't want to say that they don't go through the same struggles because I think that they do have some similar struggles, but I think that their struggle, I think it's just different. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. What I think, think they got it. I think psychologically, I think it may be actually tougher for them psychologically because no matter if they say they love it or not, they're working before most mm-hmm. of us are even working. And so that work is being judged and critiqued and they're being taught and they're being groomed and they're being watched and they're being, um, you know, they're being judged from a young age outwardly and right. they're having to do so in front of a lot of people. I mean, you're talking about doing a scene with, people who are rigging lighting and electricity and craft services and a director and a producer and people who are camera ops and people who are rolling, like running sound and all these people are in the room and you got to be on your top notch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you're not, right. you getting judged and have to do it again and do it again. And we're, we're not even used to, at least in America, we're not used to working until we get old enough to work till we can get a job. So not until our teenage years. Um, and some of these people have been doing that since they're four, five, six, seven, eight years old and being critiqued. So I think from a psychological standpoint, I think the pressure is probably a lot harder mm-hmm. because they're being forced to perform. Whereas let's say somebody is in poverty uh, and going through something really tough. They're still looking for their somebody else to perform for them, their parents to you know bring home the bacon. Uh, if they're in foster homes, there's other... There's some sort of catch for them to be able, you know, to get to where they need to get to. They're not asked to perform. That's not, I'm not saying that's in all cases. I'm just saying that's generally saying, speaking. That's not always true. I'm not saying it's all cases. I'm saying generally speaking. Right. right. Um, but even then, even if you fall in a role, I'll put it like this. Let's say you fall into a role of like a little sister, their their parents are strung out on drugs. The little sister is, um, the older sister is taking care of the younger sister. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, pressure of I'm also being watched and critiqued in this moment? Does that make sense? Versus mm-hmm. I see my parents passed out. I know where to get this food. I'm just going to go get the bowl of cereal and feed my sister. Right. I feel I'm like not saying it doesn't do psychological but that's, damage. That's the I'm kind just, of point I was making, too, is that they're under a different microscope. Right. Right. I feel you. I feel you. So speaking of drugs and everything else, or really, to me, fame is is a wild thing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about fame in general? Um, I've never really given much thought to fame in general because it just is what it is. You know, there's always been famous people. Um for my whole life and your whole life. And that's just who they are. But I do think that they 
we put them on this different like pedestal like mm-hmm. they are a superhuman person and that they are so superior to what we are and i mean i'm a fan of people too right but at the end of the day they're still human and they're still breathe the same air that i breathe bleed the same color i bleed you know like we are all human and they're just a diff- they're just another person just we just put too so, much on we put too much into what we think about famous people i think so i can throw away that drumstick you got from old buddy from mayday parade no <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a regular guy why do you need his drumstick he's a regular guy that makes really good music that i love <laughs> oh so there is something to fame because there's a there is and that's what i'm saying i'm a fan of people like if Taylor Swift, if I met Taylor Swift on the street, I would probably freak out. Not probably. I would freak out. But that's that's because I get something from her, right? So mm. she gives me something that I enjoy, which is her music. And I feel a connection to it. Oh, oh that's real. Very vulnerable and good answer. So thank you for that. Um yeah, fame is weird to me. And I'm not saying I don't understand it or I am not succumbed, you know, by the feeling and connection. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just, it's it's a concept that it's really weird. So somebody who it's you've never actually met. It's hard to put in words, met, isn't it? <laughs> right. Somebody that you've, ever, you've never actually met, but you're connected to something that they give you as far as entertainment wise or or music or whatever in, in some sort of art form, you feel some sort of connection to this person. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that makes them famous or gives them fame is that there are a lot of people who feel the same way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sort of notoriety. So I might, a lot of people feel the same way and know who you are because there's probably a lot of people that love you. There's probably a lot of people that love me, but we're not famous you know right. what I mean? Like we're not, to the standards that's set by the world or at least the United States. So to me, it's kind of, it's just a weird concept to, to, to wrap your head around. And I'll tell you why it's even more weird. You and I both went viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your experience with a little bit of fame? Yeah. This is, this is like flash fame, right? TikTok gives you flash yeah. fame. Unless you're, you know, you actually have a bunch of followers who will continue to feed into your creativity and stuff, which is, that's cool. But if you have a viral moment, that's flash fame, right? Right. So you had a viral moment, over 2 yes. million views? Yes. D- um, what happened like with Like two that? and a half million views. Um, so I, I think before I get into this, I think that it's also crazy that people can get, they can just pop off randomly one day, right? Like you go from absolutely nobody to becoming a household name or at least a name among friend groups, you know? Like it's so weird to me how that is even possible and how it even happens. So anyways, um, I made a video, a TikTok one time of 
uh, me and Corey play in this game called Black Card Revoked. So it's a card game um, that we bought at Target and we thought it would be funny if I would ask him the questions and see if he got the answer right. And why um, would that be funny? <laughs> because it's a game. I don't know. Well, because I'm black and she's white. <laughs> That's why I mean it would be like funny that she asked me the questions because she's white and it's like black culture questions, you know? Yeah. So I would ask him the questions and then he would answer. Um, so the video that popped off, the question was about the show Martin, which that's one of Corey's favorite shows. So of course oh, yeah. he got it right. Oh yeah. Um, Easy. Easy money. And even if he got it wrong, it's a card game. What am I going to do? Strip him of his blackness? No, that's not, that can't happen. Um, so of course that blew up. Majority of people enjoyed it. Majority of people thought it was funny. They thought it was all in good fun. Majority of those people were white. Um, and then there was a group, uh, on the other side. So we had a group of people that enjoyed it and a group of people that didn't enjoy it. And so I was getting a lot of mean comments and hate comments and just stuff coming in that I was appalled by. I had people saying that I needed to be silenced, that Corey needed to divorce me, that, um, just all of this horrible, horrible stuff just at my character and who I was as a person and all of this stuff from a 60 second video. Um, now I am a very empathetic person, so I feel everyone's feelings around me. I feed off of energy. That's just how I operate. Um, if it's cloudy outside, I'm feeling gloomy. If it's sunny outside, I'm in a good mood. It's just like I feed off the energy around me. So waking up one morning and just seeing nothing but hate comments just really got to me. And I was like, this isn't, these 2 million views are not worth my mental health. And so I took the video down because it, it was still doing numbers. It was still climbing. It was still going up, but that wasn't worth it to me. My mental health and my sanity was worth more than being TikTok viral because those people on TikTok are ruthless and they will come for you and you have to have thick skin. And I don't. And that's okay to admit. We all want to think, oh, I don't care what other people think about me. Eh, I do. So <laughs> it's easy to say I don't care what people think about me, but I do care what people think. And maybe that's a Maybe that's a downfall of mine, but no, I don't think it's a downfall. I don't, I think that everybody's a little bit different, right? Like that hasn't been my experience when it comes to TikTok. So mine, maybe it wasn't as, as much as, as a controversial topic, <laughs> uh, mm. but I have the, you know, what's funny is I made it the one that I went first viral with. And by the way, Katie went from having like a few hundred followers to 30 K right overnight. Yeah. Like, you post one video, you go from that to 30K. And people out there telling you like, oh, we love your relationship so much. We need to see more of this. I wake up every day to watch y'all videos. Like, that's amazing. But it's also like really wild to think that there's 2 million plus people out there who know your face and, and feel like they have a connection to you. Right. They feel like they are Katie or they have a connection to Katie. Right. Uh, 
and for me on the other side of that is that I love like content creation. So I'm going to content create for forever. And I feel as if like when I did my Iron Man video and people were liking it and people were disliking it and there was like some sort of discourse, like I love that discourse and I'm like the opposite of you. On Katie's video, I was like trolling everybody. I don't give a damn if y'all say I am a coon for marrying a white woman or I should divorce her because we played that game. I don't care nothing about that. Like this is my wife. I love her. I'm not, that's not going to affect me as much as you think it is. I also recognize that people just want to be hateful because they would like to get under their skin, like under your skin. Mm -hmm. So to me, Mm -hmm. you're not real. You're not real. Right. All these user two, three, six, four, five, six, seven on TikTok. You're not real. So I don't care. You can post anything you would like to post. I don't care. Yeah. I think I'm getting better at it, but it's going to take me a while to get there. Cause I feel you. I feel like that like deterred you from TikTok. You're like, "Mm, I'll be on it, but I don't really want to post like that no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. No, for um, sure. Because you're opening yourself up. And I think with any, anytime you post on social media, you're opening yourself up. But the way that algorithm is for TikTok is so new that you're not pigeonholed like you are on other apps. Right. And they're going to push the most negative or the most popular comments and stuff, which tend to be the negative ones. Or like for Katie's video, what happened was the, the, the positive comments rolled in the first day. Right. But then what happened was the negative comments started rolling the second day and they started sharing it to their crowd. Cause that's what you do, right? You see something right. that you like, or you want to respond to and you share it to somebody else. Well, if one negative person shares it to another negative person, they share it to another. Then one became three, three becomes nine, nine becomes 84, 84 becomes, you know, 2 million. Right. So yeah. And that's essentially what happened is that it became um somebody duetted the video or stitched it whatever it is and um essentially was saying that i had no right to play this game as a white woman and then of course her audience was very very similar in the mindset that she had and so they all started commenting and so it was just one day where I woke up and there was nothing but hate comments and I was like I can't do it can't do it right and I was on the other side like yo we can parlay this right like we're getting so much attention we can parlay this because and here's a news flash for all y'all out there shout out to uh, Charlemagne the guy for for really putting me on this everything is the rule of tens when you post something or do anything it's three people that's gone you know a third of people I guess is the rule of thirds the third of people is gonna really like it you know what I'm saying they gonna mess with mm-hmm. it a third of people is gonna hate it and a third is not mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna be indifferent they're not gonna give a damn Right. Yeah. So it at, at some point it gets to like you gotta choose what you wanna focus on or you like not do it. And like I don't fault anybody for feeling the way that you felt. You know what I'm saying? Especially because and here's the thing about fame, you you weren't expecting that to do that kind of numbers. You know what I'm saying? It no. just happened overnight. Like we literally I had posted like it. 50, I had may, maybe thirty followers and they were all people I knew. Right. And then you go from thirty to thirty K. Right. And in one night, you know, so that's like mm-hmm. that's wild. Yeah, and I think what deterred me is that after that, I started seeing so many more comments like that on other people's stuff, and it's like, you have to be so careful with what you post to not be attacked, right? And I'm like, on the other side of that, I'm like, I'm going to post whatever the hell I want to post, and you attack me if you want to. Yeah, well, I feel you. Well, I mean, No, no, and that's the thing, that's what I'm trying to get to, is that everybody's different and i feel like the way that we that's why fame is such a weird thing is that some people 
and like me, admittedly, you said that you don't have tough, tough skin. Admittedly, I like the likes. I enjoy when people like my videos. I'm not like waking up every day saying like, if I don't get the likes, there's an issue. There are some people who are out there like that. I am not mm-hmm. like that. But I would be lying straight to y'all face if I didn't say that I enjoy the likes. I love when I post a video and people comment and they will like it or they'll say like, oh, keep creating content. It's original. Like I, you make my day and everything else. I'm like, oh, I got to keep going. That makes me feel so good on the inside. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. in a way that's somewhat like, you know, my dopamine drop. That's my drug of, well, why do you keep creating content? Well, I like that shit. That shit makes me feel good when I, yeah. not only the process of creating, because people know me, they know I'm a creator. So the process of creating is fun for me, but man, it feels great to have people like it. And and on the other side of that coin is like, sometimes I don't feel too good when I post something that doesn't perform well. You know what I mean? Right. So sure. I'm like, I and I get that too. So I feel you. It's just, everybody's different. Fame is weird. Flash fame is even worse. When it comes to weird, because first off, let's talk about influencers and fame. Okay. You know what it is to go viral and have people begging for content every day. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have people begging for content every day. And if I don't give them the content they want, I don't get seen. People right. wanted me to continue to talk about the Iron Man thing. Even when we got on live and I'm talking about something else. People jumping on my live and that's all they want to talk about is Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. Tony Stark is Iron Man. I'm like, no, I mean, he is, but I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about the MCU and he not. So if you want to argue about that, cool, we can argue about that. But I'm not talking about that. Uh, and same goes for you. Like every time we post something, they're like, oh, we want to know more about you and Corey. And you, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they start to curate your content. It stops, it stops becoming right. your content and it becomes there. So I'm trying to tell y'all with these influencers Y'all got to stop putting everybody on these pedestals mm-hmm. and because what you're doing is you're feeding their fire and right. almost forcing them to continue to do something. You probably forced them into a career that they probably didn't, didn't even want and now they continue to have to do it, right? It's like somebody was saying the other day, um, I, was, I was listening to Flagrant 2 podcast, shout out to Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz. Um, he was talking about Mark Lamont Hill and like all of these political pundits and everybody else. You have to cater to your crowd. Yeah. Like I can't have, if I'm somebody who feels a certain way about this, like let's say the Me Too movement. Sorry that the Me Too movement is catching a straight bullet right now, but I'm going to use the Me Too movement. I if, if my platform is supporting the Me Too movement, I can't have somebody on my platform in opposition to the Me Too movement and I allow them to speak on that. You see what right. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. my followers are then going to be like, how the hell you let this person on your platform? Right. Then that's cancel me for letting it. You know what I'm So you just get into these like little echo chambers and these like vacuums and I never want to do that. So for, that's why I don't want to be, if I'm going to be an influencer, the one thing I'm never ever going to give up or even famous, I'm not going to give up my control of what I want to create. That's it. And I see people on TikTok all the time. You know, like the uh, little videos of people trying to teach you how you can get more followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you post six times a day and you do this and find a hook and then stick to that hook. I'm like, nah, I'm posting whatever the hell I want to post. Whatever. Yeah. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, That's you like don't. That's like the people who have curated Instagrams and they only post right. in a certain format or they only post a certain, a certain aesthetic. filter. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or they only post themselves out doing stuff. And I'm like. Right. We Dude, don't care. <laughs> I want to post a picture of me laying in my bed at 2 a.m. 
cuddled up with my dog. I'm going to post that, you know, like I, I'm going to post what makes me feel good. I don't care how many likes it gets. I honestly, I was telling my friends about this the other day. I forget to look at Instagram likes because they changed the app and where the likes used to be is now the marketplace, which don't get me started on that. So I forget where the notifications even are. Mm. And so I forget to look at them and like they'll pop up when I first get on. Right. And then I'll open it and then I'll just like exit out of it. And you don't know Instagram's such a trash platform now. My God, my goodness gracious. Instagram is so trash. And I don't think they're going to fix it. I don't think you can fix it. Uh, TikTok took over. And I think TikTok will be it for a... Honestly, TikTok is going to be like Twitter. Like, Mm. Twitter is not going nowhere. Yeah. And Um, Facebook is trash. And Instagram is trash. But TikTok is lit and will be lit. And um, Snapchat is kind of done too. So I have a question for you going back to childhood fame. Do Uh you think that it's healthy to have, like as a parent, do you think that it's healthy to have a child who is in the industry? It's so hard to like as a parent and I'm full disclosure. I'm not a parent, but I have thoughts. Um, You know, you want to support your child in whatever they want to do. Right. You're, 100% 100% your child don't know what the hell they want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at at times, they're going to let you know, oh, I want to do this. So I want to gas whatever my kids want to do, but I want to protect them as much as I can, knowing right. what I do. And I feel like a lot of Hollywood parents probably try to do that to the best of their ability. But like the scary thing is that these kids are working around other adults. Mm-hmm. That's the scary thing. Like if they were right. working around other kids, I I would feel more comfortable because kids will do kid things and they have no... Um, most of them don't have like nefarious thoughts and patterns and behaviors. Um, where where I were you nefarious back in the day? <laughs> I'm just joking, but these these adults do. They have an agenda. They want to make money, right? Like capitalism is the root of this evil. So right. they want to make money, and they will do what they need to do to do so. And they don't give a damn that they're hurting your child or or traumatizing right. your child. Um, so for me, if you were honestly, and this is. Now, check this out. Check this out. This is how you kind of run into this conservatorship issue. Mm. You take somebody like Britney Spears, or I'll just use myself. If I have a child, they're in the industry, there's no way I'm working a different job. Yeah. And saying, like, you, you I, I'm going to be behind my child every step of the way. Right. Because that's how protective I'm going to be. I might not, like... Right. I. You feel ahead. me? I might not be in the scene and like, I'm not going to be that person that's telling the coach what to do, put my kid in. It's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is I know how these adults are and my eyes going to be on your ass. And that right. means I'm not going to be able to do that doing something else. So I'm probably going to be garnishing some of my children's wages. So my question is at what point does it become wanting the best for your child and setting your child up for success and letting them do what they want and what their dreams are and then exploiting them. I think the barrier for me is I understand that when they start to become into their teenage formative years, Mm -hmm. they become more of who they are and understand what they want to do. I'm not a, if my child wants to be at pizza hut and work at pizza hut, I don't, I don't quit my job to watch them work at pizza hut. You know what I mean? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to get out of that then. I'm like, cool. I'll go work another job, whether it be part-time or whatever else. I'm, I'll let you do your thing. Um, you know, maybe I'll just hire security or something like that that can follow mm-hmm. you around and I will get out of your life. I won't take your wages and like, that's your money and everything else. Um, but for me, that's what I would do. I okay. recognize now that, but there's a lot of probably nuance. How do you feel? Um, no, I feel very, very similar to you. I mean, I understand it. I don't think, I don't really have, uh, thoughts on it. I was just wondering because I feel like some parents may live through their children. Oh, definitely. And so that's why they push them into these things. And they don't um, even like, but then, um, like you said, you had Billy Ray Cyrus on Hannah Montana. So he was right there. But of course, he was in that realm already. He was already but still, exactly, exactly. But still, like he was able to be there and go through right. it and all of that. So and I he, think and that what that he was, did was he opened up a door for his kid. Meaning, okay, I play basketball. It's like LeBron James. I play basketball. I'm great at what I do. I have the opportunity to open that basketball door if you want me to. Right, for sure. Versus Billy Ray Cyrus stopping everything that he ever did and like, oh no, you want to be on the show? I got to be on the show too. That's what For I'm sure. trying to say. Uh, we yeah. can see the 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 helicopter parents or bulldozer parents uh, or living vicariously through my kid parents mm-hmm. without even the fame. Like how many of them right. you know already? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I know so many. But um, I think that if you want to get, and this is us, this is me plugging another podcast, but if you want to get like a firsthand experience of what, growing up in fame looked like or felt like to a couple of people check out the Joe Rogan podcast with Demi Lovato and Miley Cyrus because they both go into detail about how growing up as a child star affected them and their mental health and the way that they live their life and the things that they fell into and then as they got out on their own and started trying to become their own person, people didn't want to accept them because they saw them as who we thought they were, right? So Miley Cyrus can't be this naked person swinging from a wrecking ball because she's Hannah Montana, right? Or Demi Lovato can't be this person who overdosed because we know them as camp rock or whatever else you know right i mean they're like we they put are... people into what we think that they are but we don't realize or we don't accept that they're playing a role literally oh, of course literally a role they are acting so what we see them as is not what they are and then we change as people and we evolve and we become different people than we were when we were in high school, but we don't accept that from celebrities. Of course not because we don't know them and we think that we do. We've never met them. We never sat down and had a meal with them. We never talked to them, but we feel like we know them because we've seen them. But what we know is a character that they play and have created. And so that's, that's the issue really is that, right our connections are very bad connections that we have to these people because we don't know them. And so I tell people all the time, and this is a conversation that I have when people ask me to cancel people in their music and everything else. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
I'm still going to listen to their music. Or why are you still listen to these people's music? And we gotten, I've gotten to big arguments about this. I mean, arguments that went well into 3 a.m. in the morning or whatever. I don't know them. Right. My connection to them is, let's say, their music. I know their music. And their music brings me certain joy, certain connection, and certain other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that I um, adhere to what they have done or I'm not condemning them, condemning, condemning them mm-hmm. uh, for what they have done. I, that's not to say that. I think that if they've done something detestable, it's detestable. That still doesn't change the fact that they made great-ass music that I connected with. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I feel the same with like, these if you can if you can separate that somebody is just playing a character you can also do that in other realms and we do this every day anyway just on smaller scales and people don't necessarily even know it so mm-hmm. it's wild y'all make sure y'all stay on top of y'all like connection with these famous people and these influencers because right especially they're just connect you don't know them you do not know them and the thing about influencers yes is because the reason why it's really important with influencers is because you feel like you could be that person Right. You feel even more so that you could be that person. I'm telling you, do not fall into that trap because you're going to lose yourself. You can be an influencer if the, the if the the world allows you to, but just stay yourself. Like offer the world something unique and that's you. Don't try to just do what everybody else is doing because uh, it's just not going to work. And if you really just want to be an influencer and it's helping your business out, then by all mm-hmm. means, do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but there's going to be some... Uh, some implications to that in your lifestyle in your relationships and your mental health <coughs> you know if y'all want to follow this tiktok called influencers gone wild it's a funny page they're, they're like Ooh. yeah it's called influencers gone uh, or influencers influencers in the wild and so it's just oh, like people yes. randomly recording recording influencers doing stuff and then yes. you realize like oh this is actually kind of weird <laughs> right, yeah right for sure uh, but hey, if you get money and you supporting your family and supporting your life, do what you do. But for everybody else, do not get too connected because mm-hmm. it gets bad, yo. It gets bad. Okay, so I feel like I can talk about this forever, but I don't want to talk about it forever. <laughs> and speaking of being influencers and everything else, the one thing that we want to influence is your pockets, and we want to influence. <laughs> We want to influence, um, you know, a following and stuff like that. Because that's what we're doing a podcast for is to have listeners and to engage with our listeners. So if you feel like we can influence your pockets and you want to help us out, we are a self-funded podcast. Uh, please hit us up on Venmo or Cash App. Press next podcast. Uh, we will literally take any donation you you can give us. Please donate some some coin to us and help us out. We can get Katie a better camera. <laughs> So that uh, she doesn't look grainy, um, oh, you know, gosh. she can look HD. Ain't that right? Um, and then follow us on, on all of our social media. I know we just said, you know, influencers be influencing, uh, but we create healthy boundaries. We won't be posting all the time, but we love to stay connected. And it's a genuine connection. Unlike probably a lot of other influencers, if you hit us up, we're going to we're going to respond. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk to you because we recognize that you are a human and we don't want y'all to think about us as just like influencers. We more so want y'all to think about us as like, we're fam, well, we're friends, we're we'll sit at the table. We're influencers. <clears throat> yes, we are not like, and we'll never be that. Like, we want to always be like, hey, pull up at this brewery we were at and we can just hang out and chill and then not be like, oh my gosh, do you know who you are? Katie, how many times has somebody said, oh, Katie and Corey, TikTok famous? 
Yeah. It's a lot, right? It's kind of <laughs> weird. I'm like, bro. I, mean, I actually not- got an email today at work because we were making videos for work and I made a TikTok because I wanted to use the sound of um, Full House, the Full House sound. And, oh, that's another one. Um, Mary-Kate and Ashley. How did I not even think about that? Yeah, the ocean. I mean, uh, yeah, we were talking about them today at work, actually, but go ahead. Anyways, um, I wanted to use the Full House sound for my video. It's like an introduction video as a counselor or whatever. Um and so I told our communications person, I said, hey, I'll have this video to you by the end of the day. I'm going to make a TikTok. And she said, great. Can't wait to see it. I heard you were TikTok famous. See? I'm like, oh, That's my wild, gosh. man. I'm it's not. Wild. I had one it's... video pop off. Right. No, I mean, you I And feel then like you every other video gets like 300 likes. So that's also the problem. Or 300 views. So that's also the problem with TikTok. But anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you yeah give us a follow. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at, at superduperkdg. And you can follow Corey at... Uh, Corey underscore Middleton underscore on uh, IG. Uh, and pretty much the same on TikTok. Just search me up on TikTokie. But I post everything that I post on TikTok on IG anyway. So if you follow me on IG, that's probably the best, uh, the best option. And other stuff on there. But also... If you just want to follow us on IG, follow us at Press Next Podcast and leave us a review, please. Rate, review, subscribe. There we go. Sing it again. Rate, review, subscribe. Hit that high note. Say rate, review, subscribe. Oh, my bad. If I made y'all ears See, now bleed. why are you always trying to one-up me? <laughs> I'm not trying to one-up. I was just having a little fun. Come on. Now you know I ain't got the vocals like you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, I love you anyway. <laughs> well you know what it is uh, We thank y'all for listening If you're new Thank you for staying Share this with somebody If you are here again Welcome back And uh, come back next week And yes, you know what it come is back. You know what KDG. it is When you're watching TV And it asks Are you still there Always Press next mm, Pieces Pieces Bye What the y'all. hell is pieces Bye <laughs>